2: And if it's up to one Detroit family, it'll be one again.
1: That's what this boat is. That's the reason my family's doing this boat is because we love Pablo. We love our city. We love Detroit. We have gone through leaps and bounds to make sure that it always has a place in Detroit.
2: We're going inside the century-old boat to get a glimpse of the future. This is The Daily J. I'm Zach Clark. There were two Boblo boats that took excited passengers on the round-trip ride down the Detroit River, the St. Clair and the Columbia. They both stopped service in 1991. The Columbia is being restored in Buffalo, New York, but the SS St. Clair is still home floating in the Detroit River. The other day, I got to do something I'd only ever dreamed of. I boarded the Boblo boat. I'm on the main deck of the Boblo boat, walking on this steel floor that they've redone. We went up to the second deck, the third deck. It's amazing what you feel. Obviously, the visual is there. You see what was, what is, what happened, but you can feel the history. It's like I can hear the voices of excited children stampeding onto the boat. You go to the second floor and you can feel dance hall vibes. It's a wonderful feeling. History changes things. Time changes things, but the goal in the boat here is to defeat time, to bring the boat back to the way it was, even if it doesn't move. And so far, Despite that fire, i have done a pretty good job. Historical artifacts are usually smaller, things you could put in a museum. You know, I mean, we have Henry Ford here, so you do see bigger things. You know, the car Kennedy was in, Rosa Parks' bus. But this object is just so large. You don't see pieces of history this large, usually. The boat has been under construction for several years. But in the summer of 2018, the boat suffered a devastating fire where it sits in the Detroit River across from the east end of Belle Isle. It
1: was a welding accident. There were a lot of other factors that led to it getting to where it did. There were things in place for it to not happen. It still happened. When you have a 110-year-old wood, it's so vulnerable to fire that you can't even insure it. That's the reason we didn't get insurance money. Uh, it wasn't an insurance thing at all. It was The hole was insured, and the engine and all those parts were insured, but those parts weren't affected in the fire.
2: What should have been done differently? You said there were things in place that should have helped but didn't
1: yeah there was i'd rather not get into all of those details there were some you know issues and things that happened as a domino effect across the board they didn't all have to do with us it's unfortunate but you know we lived we made it past it nobody was hurt and we were able to continue the boat so for us that's the most important part
2: what did it feel like watching it that day kern
1: i guess i have three words for you grown man crying it was devastating
2: that is the voice of Stephen Farage. He's the project restoration manager of the SS St. Clair and the brother-in-law of the boat's owner, Dr. Ron Katu. I was talking to Stephen on the third deck of the historic boat. That's when I asked him about the timeline.
1: I know it's hard to imagine this. There's gonna be a whole nother level just like it in about a month. Above us? Yes, that's how quick the lumber aspect happens once you're done with the steel superstructure part. We're hoping by the end of this year, we'll have that deck up, maybe even the pilot house. If not, early spring, we'll do the pilot house. After that, we've got plumbing, electrical, and finish work. You're looking at a year or two for that. But before all that happens, we do want to try to get people on board as soon as possible. Fingers crossed. We're going to try to make that happen next year. But as far as final project being done, you know, optimistically speaking, three years.
2: What would happen when you're first letting people onto the boat? Would it just be like we're doing right now, just kind of walking through and pointing things out?
1: Actually, I'll give you a piece of information that's not out there yet. We would like to do a haunted house on it next year. God willing, we can get everything ready and done. We will do that. If not, maybe the next year. But, you know, the ship did do haunted houses before, and people like that too. We think that it would be cool once we have the structure work done, before we get into the finish work, to use that transition to do a haunt really quick.
2: Stephen told me the project is already into the seven figures when it comes to dollars. Why go through all that arduous work to bring back this boat, knowing that you could build something new more easily with a much smaller budget? There's a documentary about the Boblo boat that's what jogged my interest in all this. And the guy that made the movie, the director, is from New York. And one of the first things he said, why don't you just build another boat? And everybody in Detroit went,
0: oh.
2: there was this collective gasp. As funny as it is, restoring things and preserving things that are old is far more expensive than building a new boat. So why why do these things? <laughs> because we're purists. We want the original thing. That's the connection to our history. Rebuilding something brand new doesn't have the same connection that one would have with the original item, if you will. That right there, that is the voice of Stephanie Staley, and she's the Grand Traverse Lighthouse Museum's executive director. Stephanie says restoration is all about passion. Steven from the Boblo boat, he's got that in spades.
1: The beer garden was a bar. It will be the beer garden again. It will be a bar again. However, we do want to take some space up here, and instead of a bar, we want to make that a museum that's going to display things all about Bablo as well as things in Detroit. And we'd like to focus on the things in Detroit that you might not hear about all the time or see, you know, just whatever we can to celebrate Detroit and that museum and Bablo.
2: You want this boat to be accessible. Is that part of it? Detroit to be represented on the boat, too. So when you come on the boat, you feel like you're in the city?
1: A thousand percent. I mean, that's what this boat is. That's the reason my family's doing this boat is because we love Bablo, We love our city. We love Detroit. One of our biggest obstacles over the years is finding a place to put this ship. And we have gone through leaps and bounds to make sure that it always has a place in Detroit. We have no intentions of moving it from Detroit or taking Detroit out of Bablo.
2: Are we in the permanent spot?
1: I'd love to say yes, but no, we are renting the spot. So if it becomes a permanent spot, that would be great. But currently right now, we are renting it.
2: Up in Traverse City, Stephanie and her team are working on restoring a Coast Guard vessel from the 1940s. I wondered what it was like working on something for so long, delaying that feeling of gratification. You see the end goal. You see what's coming down the line and where that end product is going to be, even though it's taking you so long to get to that point. In our case with this boat, it has taken us 10 years to get here. And it's taken us raising all the money to complete this project. The project was a certain amount to start with, and now it's double that amount. And so we've gone through all these stages of this project. I see the end goal, and that still keeps my passion going, but I still have to have the patience to get to that goal. Back on the first deck of the Boblo boat, the leader of the restoration, Steven, said the gray steel upon which we were standing was their biggest obstacle. The
1: hardest things to fix since the fire would be the steel floor that you're walking on right now. A lot of people, when they first saw it after the fire, they said, don't bother, you're crazy. But through a lot of hard work, straight working through winter, we got this floor 85% done.
2: What's the biggest challenge on the floor?
1: When they say you can't create a boat like this nowadays they're not saying that we can't build something that they built 110 years ago what they're saying is this thing was riveted there was no welding there were so many rivets on these things and we're talking hand rivets there's not people that do that anymore that's why you couldn't recreate the boat so when you have something that's riveted every two inches removing that plate is a lot more complicated than just cutting it out and then you have all of the beams underneath it as well that are twisted and curved or bad that need to be replaced or fixed and then leveled before you can just place a flatter piece back on top. So it's so much more than just cutting out a wrinkled piece of steel and slapping a flat one on top of it.
2: And steel's not light. Remember, the boat's not going to move, but the steam engine was a main attraction when the boats were in use. And it sounds like they will be again.
1: Back in the day when the boats were running, children were on the main deck there's an area where you can actually look down and you can see right into the engine room so kids would walk up and you'd be able to see the engine see the pistons going up and down and see the engines running you can feel the heat from those engines running. So what we want to do is since the boat will stay stationary, we want to put electric motors on there that will turn it so that kids and adults alike can still look down there and see the engine turning and how that steam engine works and spins and see exactly what we saw when we were children.
2: Will you feel it like we used to when we were kids? Because it ran through your body. I'd <laughs> like
1: I'd like to say yes, but considering it's electric, maybe I can get some subwoofers and try to hook you up. <laughs> well, some haptics.
0: Right? Uh, you know,
1: we'll, we'll do what we can to recreate the there for you, I That's promise. Funny. Like I said, main goal is to create it as authentic as possible, but also something that we can use in today's
2: age. We can't leave without talking about the dance floor on the second deck. But again, the conversation came right back to accessibility.
1: Right here is where the infamous dance floor would have been. Right in front of the smokestack there is where the DJ booth would have been. This is where a lot of the action on the Bablo rides happens. I'm sure a lot of people remember the dance floor, I know I do. This was probably one of the more hopping places of the boat. We know it will be again.
2: Will there be dancing again?
1: Absolutely. With the dance floor and the DJ booth, we want you to think weddings, business parties, private parties, public parties. One of the most important things for the vessel is that we want to make as much or all of it accessible to the public. You know, We want people to come down to the river and be able to access the ship and be able to come on it and use it for different things and be open to everybody.
2: You can't tell the story of Detroit without telling the story of Boblo Island and its boats. But that particular story stopped being told in the early nineties. So countless millennials and Gen Zers have not gotten to be a part of that story. But now that's changing. Just another signal of the Detroit revival. Thank you to both Stephen Farage and Stephanie Staley for sharing their passion with us today. This podcast would not be possible without the work of our digital team. Check out www.jnewsradio.com for the top local news stories on demand 24-7. If you have questions, comments, or concerns about The Daily J, we want to hear them. Send us an email to dailyj at odyssey.com. That's dailyj at audacy.com. Our theme music is written and produced by Ozone Music and Sound in Southfield. I'm Zach Clark, and this is The Daily J. Thanks for listening. Aaron, you know if we get is it safe up here? Can we walk around the smokestack? You know.
0: Yeah, you can walk around the sides and 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 on top. I'm pretty sure this is safe. Yeah.
2: Hey, well, actually, you know what? We yeah, that's. Just, we should yeah. just check with him first. Yeah. How'd you find that out? Well, I fell through the third deck, and we decided it wasn't safe after that. I can swim. We'll be fine.